The Glory Game, brought to you by Hull Spares, an official Tottenham supporters group. Yeah, welcome to the the, the Glory Game, the new podcast brought to you by the uh, Hull Spares supporters group. I'm Matt, along with uh, Scott there, uh, and today's episode we're going to be joined by Ben and Pete. Hello. Hello. In a week <laughs> that saws um, beat Leeds 3-0, which was a, a great result, I think. We got through to a a final of a major cup competition as well, which was absolutely amazing. And weekend's game against, I think it's the lowest ranked FA Cup team in history, isn't it? Is that the I start? I believe so. So, yeah. fellas, what, what do you make to the week then? What do you make of that? It's spares, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> we've, 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 had, we've had a bloody good week. Um, you know, we've... We played, I think, against Brentford. We got a little bit lucky with the VAR decision. Um, but, you know, we've managed to get through to a final. But there's, just, there's always the magic of the FA Cup. <laughs> <laughs> has, has anyone actually thought we might get beat tomorrow? Yeah. I, I don't yeah. think you're a Spurs fan. You've actually thought that, have you? No, if, you're a, if you're a Spurs fan, you're thinking you're getting beat, aren't you? It's always a possibility. Yeah, and, and even you know. if we go, we might go one nil up and then sit back. So you, <laughs> that, that that's going to be worrying. But yeah, with yeah. with teams like Marine, you just don't know what to expect because you've never seen them play. Yeah, yeah. So and, and they're going to want it, aren't they? The desire exactly. Mm. Uh, I'm 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 worried. I'm not looking forward to the game. Put it that way. Uh, you know, seriously, do you think we think there's a chance we might be embarrassed? Oh. As you said, I'm a I'm a Spurs fan. I mean, not why, not since Colchester. Yeah, I, I can't I can't go into this confident, uh, but I don't go into any game that confident. So no, I'm the same with you. I mean, the Leeds for me, the Leeds game was, I think it was one that I really actually um, wasn't looking forward to because every time I've seen them this season, they looked absolutely brilliant. They yeah. almost <laughs> reminded me of um, the Spurs under Pochettino a bit. The, the way they're so aggressive and fast, and the way they move the ball. So to win that game 3-0, I, I was really chuffed with that. Bielsa was uh, Pochettino's mentor, though, wasn't he? So I think Pochettino took a lot away from him, um, yeah. uh, from his managing style. But, I mean, Leeds are one of those teams. It was it was going to go one or two ways. You look at any you look at any of their teams, uh, any of the other teams that they've played against, and it doesn't matter if they're playing Man City or Liverpool or us or anybody from the top six or anybody from the in fighting for relegation. You know what I mean? They they come on out and they play that style, and it works or it doesn't. There's one or two ways, and against us, I think we've uh, the, especially the way that uh, Jose sets up his team um, as a more counter-attacking team. We was quite happy to let Leeds have the ball um, and then hit them on the counter-attack, and it it worked. You know, the Leeds don't, they come out and they play a game and they don't have a plan B, just like we didn't under Pochettino, I think. Yeah. I think we rode our luck a few times in that first half. It, it felt like it was kind of on a knife edge of, if Leeds got that first goal, I don't know if I could imagine Spurs dominating the game enough to, to get a, a win from it. It's it's one of the things we've we've always struggled with, I think, especially over the late, the last three or four seasons, we we tended to always play decent football and then but if we went behind, it was very rare that we went out and won the game. We sort of put our heads down and everybody's you know, you, you looked at the players and they put their heads down and they wouldn't wouldn't 
be playing from then on. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, it's over. I mean, there's a, there's a handful of instances. Obviously, one of the mo- most notable ones is the uh, the Champions League semi-final. Um, yes. but apart, apart, from, oh. apart from that game, I can't think of Best day of my life. <laughs> Including when my son was born and my wedding day. <laughs> my wife don't listen to this, so I'm all right. <laughs> no, what day, I... your wedding day then, Scott. <laughs> so <what>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you know, just just going back to that, actually, while it's the first podcast, I know it's a bit off topic, but now I ask you, I listened to a, pod, a football podcast that picks out some great games from history, and I went back and watched that full game the other day. My God, at half time, I was still depressed. I still, I knew what was going to happen, and it's still, but all the emotions came back, and it's I nice do. just to look at those days. Uh, but just that actually leads us back then, Matt, to the, we, we only mentioned it there. We're actually at Wembley again for a cup final. I mean, yeah. last I was in yeah. my 20s last time, which seems a while ago. Uh, it, it, it's hard to what, believe, really. I mean, it feels like Spurs have not made a massive deal of it. I mean, even at the end of the game, you could see that yeah. they wasn't celebrating like Man City was celebrating when they played Man United and got through. Why yeah, do you yeah. why do you think that was? Jose. Do you think? Yeah. I mean, I think they've got to play it down because all our problem has always been we'll get there we think about it and then we crumble mm. whereas now I think just stay calm don't think about it and just play well the yeah. fact that there's another four months I think it is that, yeah getting focused on the season as well I think yeah it's, I, I was hoping that the um, the League Cup were gonna, was going to be something that would that would push us on you know if we got to the final and then we went on and won it and we've got that trophy, you know, it's like, it's a big monkey off our back uh, in terms yeah. of a team. It's like, right, we've got a bit of trophy and then, you know, everybody's like, oh, we, we can do it. We can do it. So let's push on and try and, you know, even if, even if we didn't necessarily go on and win um, another trophy this season or if, we, you know, if we made it to a final and still didn't quite make it over the line, at least it'd be like the trophy drought's over. We've got one. As, as much as people say it's just the League Cup, it's still, you know, we still haven't had a trophy in, what is it, 11 years now, 12 years? 12 years, yeah. It, it, yeah, it's 13 by Sam. Yeah, yeah, 13 now, yeah. Sorry, yeah, the thing that slightly worries me about it is, if you think about the last final we got to, the, the Champions League, which I still can't believe we got to it, by the way, I can't believe we got <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. But if you, if you remember the league form during the run-up to that cup final, it was, it was the start of the end, really, for Pochettino, wasn't it? It's, oh, it's don't do that something similar where in the minds they've got, you know, they've already kind of got to a final, so they're kind of, you coast a little bit. Well, again, again from my point of view, this is where the Jose factor comes in. I mean, this guy's been used to... Be, been in the running for three or four trophies wherever he's been. He knows how to win things. You know, as Ben said, there he knows how to try and keep the players grounded. Uh, as you say, with with the Champions League one, it felt like a bit of a holiday factor, and you're looking forward to it. It's like getting the league games out of the way. Whereas with Jose and the squad we've got now, there's no reason why we can't compete on every level. Uh, it's going to be difficult. Don't get it wrong. And obviously, the league the league's going to be even harder than any of the others, but. Yeah, as Peter said, this win this and Jose's got. I think he's won everyone he's been on. He's won it five times. Uh, we've yeah. beat Man City already this year. Um, yeah. In fact, they haven't beat us in the last six games against them. So why not? Do you know? And as Pete said, that is a springboard. Then we win one. We get our winning mentality. People like Harry Kane, 
but started to win trophies. He can feel it makes him want to stay more. People like Hugo as well, who's a World Cup winning captain. Why not? Uh, and I think we can compete on all fronts. And if Jose uses his squad, which it seems like he's going to, and he has been, uh, we've got a better squad now than we ever have. Well, not ever have, sorry, but in the last last. Well, I can't remember. Seems like more well-rounded, doesn't it? It does, yeah, in a long time. So, I, I don't see why not. I mean, I'm, again, I'm, I'm a bit positive and I'm getting carried away a bit. But, yeah, let's just focus on this one. But, as I say, I don't see why we can't attack on both fronts. I mean, this, as you just said there, Matt, you're looking three, four months away now. So, mm. Jose will put this to bed with the players. Forget about that. It's gone. It's the league and then it's going to be the FA Cup and then Europe again before that. So I'd like to think Jose's experience is going to be a big factor in it for us. I think as well, just one thing I want to add, is I think we've been really lucky with the draws of, of these Cups. I yeah. Think, and that <laughs> is very unlike Spurs as well. I mean, if you think yeah, about it, it we've only had Chelsea. Uh, I know we've struggled in certain games in Europe, but we kind of, we got the job done relatively uh, well, I thought. Um, we've had a lot of games to play in the, in the, the lead up to even the, the qualifiers. But you look at the, the draws we've had in the FA Cup and the, the, the next round of the Europa Cup, we've had the lowest ranked teams um, possible. Yeah, well, in this, yeah, in this next, well, in this current round of, of games in, in, the, uh, in the League Cup, obviously, we've got the lowest ranked team that was left in it, I think, was, which was Brentford. Yeah. We got, oh, yeah, because obviously it's Man City and Man United that were left in it from there. So Brentford was the lowest ranked team. Uh, FA Cup, we've got the lowest ranked team ever to make it this far in history. And in the Europa League, we've got the lowest ranked team out of all of the top leagues. As we were saying, um, it is Spurs. So. Well, it's 2021, the year ends in a one. So. In a one. Yeah. <laughs> it does seem as though we've had a little bit of luck on that front because, as I say, I just remember every FA Cup, it was usually Man United would draw. Or you know, get to the, the late stages of the cups, and it was always the big teams would draw, and the other teams had always seemed like they got the easier draw. So yeah, I think it's uh, interesting that luck has kind of gone a long way as well for us. Um, so hopefully that can that can be really positive. I'm touching yeah. plenty of wood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad the webcam's got to keep the <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, Going on to the uh, the next thing as well, then is um, well. I just uh, should we just talk a little bit more about the Brentford game then? Because how did you see the game, fellas? I mean, not not where did you see it, but how did you see it pan out? Um, I thought it was really poor in that first half. I think they was really organised when they was coming forward, even on the back foot. They looked yeah. really organised for a Championship team. You know, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they come up. They, yeah, they impressed they, me. Yeah, they they were they were very 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 good. Uh, I think Brentford would definitely fit in in the Premier League. Um, I think I think we showed them a lot of respect as well. You yeah, know, yeah. It, it, we we didn't go out. I mean, obviously, time will tell if against the Marine uh, game whether we go out and sit back against them, and that's just uh, Jose's style. But <laughs> yeah. um, you know. I think we 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 did sit back. We gave them a lot of the ball. They're they're a very attacking team, uh, but we give them a lot of respect, and we got away with it by the width of the kneecap. I think yeah. if, that, if if that VAR decision went for uh, for Brentford and it's, the goal stood, 
I think it's, it's a probably been game. a very different game. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I do as well. But it's that's it. I think Jose, it just seems he just seems to find a way to he wants to find a way to win no matter what the cost, whether it's you, the fans have to struggle for seventy minutes or. It just to to me it shows it's just win at all costs no matter what it takes and we've got this sort of which which in a way and and we've we've discussed this on the Facebook group a lot uh, are we happy winning stuff playing like this I don't some people are evidently uh, but this this is the way it is now I mean we've still got Sonny and Kane attacking on a break but what's your thoughts on that do we want to play the Tottenham way or do we well, they, would we be happy winning trophies playing but having to watch this every week I mean what's your guys thoughts I think it comes down to style or substance at the end of the day it's one or the other for us because we've tried it for too long I think you have to start one or the other I think it's just the case yeah. just win, win a trophy or a couple of trophies you know what you can bring the football in as well I'd kind of I'd kind of go against that a little bit because I think yeah there's been lots of games this season where I think we've shown the t- other team too much respect and I yeah. think the trend in that kind of way of thinking of it, you know, we're playing teams, they're, they're having a lot of possession and they're attacking a lot, but actually the chances aren't that many. I think that's so boring to watch. But at the same time, you look at that little spell of period throughout the season where we, we smashed Man United. And yeah. Yeah. I think Maccabi Haifa, I think we smashed 7-2 when there was this period yeah. of like a month where we were just scoring goals for fun. So I, I, have, I have seen the other side of it where it's not all being defensive and I think yeah. for me the thing about Jose Mourinho is he, he, and I think he gets level being negative I think he, he he finds different ways to win I just think in this period yeah. at the moment it's pretty crap football <laughs> yeah. well I, I said this as a sort of as a sort of a defence similar to what you were saying um, was you know at the beginning of the season we sort of went out it was quite free-flowing football we we scored loads of goals, you know. You, you look at, if you take Southampton, Man United and Man City, Southampton opened up against us, tried to play against a game against us. They played a very, very high high line, a very suicidal high line, I think. Mm. And we punished them for it. Same with Man United. They opened up, they tried to play again, a game against us. You know, we hit them on the counter every single time and we absolutely buried them. Man City, you go to the Man City game, they... I mean, Man City are struggling this season. I think they're just finding the stride now. But if you go back to that game, they opened up against us twice and we scored twice and they didn't get looking. As you say, we're, we're very defensive, but teams have teams have seen that and gone, oh, I don't want to get spanked by them. And they've sort of, as much as we're letting them have, the, we've got to let them have the possession, but we're not, yeah, as you say, we're not letting them create them chances. Um, it's only the odd one or, two, you know, one or two that actually comes to something. Um, but the teams are getting very organised against us, um, defend, defending very well against us, um, and it, we've, we're getting few, fewer and fewer chances to get that quick counter-attacking football that we that we were playing earlier in the season. I think that's where all, all our problems are. That brings me on to a point I want to make, because we can play attacking football when we want. Like we've seen it amounts to we've got the players who can put the balls in, like. The Hoybier for Aurea's goal against United. Beautiful through ball. Yeah. And Dombele, last game, to Son. Beautiful through ball. And when we have Aurea and Reggae on the pitch, that is vital to us playing attacking football. Yeah. Because 
from every game I've seen, when we've took the game to another team this season, Hoybiegs dropped deep in between either Sanchez and Dyer or Toby and Dyer, whoever's playing at the back. He's like an auxiliary centre-back for the time being. We have the ball. And we end up with like five or six players pushing forward. Mm. And we just seem to string it together so well when we want to. Yeah, I agree. For me, the frustration comes when we play that defensive, we let you have the ball against people like Palace and yeah, and Wolves especially. You know, Wolves are a great team, but I think we showed them too much respect. And what was really good for me to hear afterwards was, you know, Mourinho saying, I didn't want him to play like that. So that, for me, was a bit reassuring, the fact that yeah. he's not setting us up like that for every game, especially against lower league teams, because I think we should be we should, should be going there and, and, and playing attacking football. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's something that's in the players just don't lose. Not go and win. They're just thinking don't lose. Yeah, and I don't know I, if it's a case of don't lose. If we lose, we're not going to be happy. Jose's not going to be happy. So just settle for anything but a loss. What, like an element of fear, do you mean? like uh... Not so much fear, but not wanting to let him down as much. If that makes sense, you know, um, well, you rather than just thinking, go for it. Well, I'm playing with that freedom. Just on that, though, I mean, just, just, I don't, I never like comparing Jose and Poch because I, I mean, no, I, I absolutely love Poch and I, and I like what Jose is doing as well. But I just think this season, a lot of the games where we we have won one nil or some, we would have lost under Poch. Mm. So in a in a 100%. way. We're we're getting that steely determination and that, that yeah. we're, we're a lot harder to beat now. Yeah, I mean, the Wolves game where we drew one off, that felt like a loss because of the style of the, the way the game went. But a lot of these games, we're, we're winning and we're picking up points where we weren't off before. So that's the be- that's the good thing I, I can see. Uh, yeah. But as you say, but I'm not going to lie and sit here and say, oh, I'm enjoying watching some of these performances because some of them are fucking you know, off. Some of them are awful to watch, but it's uh, again that's Tottenham, I guess. That's, it gives you a heart attack every game. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I think if you go back to that though, if you you know I, the, the game, as you say, the games at the moment are getting a bit awful to watch. Um, but again, you go back to the beginning of the season, and they were fantastic to watch. You know, I, I, I last last season, obviously, it was a bit a bit of a weird one. Pochettino was sacked. You know. Mourinho come in and then COVID all happened, so it was all over the place. But and we played, we wasn't playing great football. The beginning of this season, it started off really well. Teams have teams have got us. They know what we're doing. Don't want to look silly. But also going back to like Crystal Palace and and, and um, as you say, showing them uh, too much respect. I think we forget that. Palace had 2,000 fans in there after so long of not... It was their first game with fans. You know, they they were always, always going to play. They were always going to go and play a game because it was the first time that the fans were going to be back in however long it was going to be. Um, and just it just goes to show, they went to Liverpool after that and got absolutely hammered. Um, and yeah. there was no fans there. So it's, you know... I, I think the big, the big sort of... The big sort of test for me was um, that uh, the game against Liverpool when we lost two one. Um, you know, the luck wasn't on our side that day. I mean, Bergwijn had a couple of a couple of decent chances, obviously hit the post and stuff like that. But 
you know, we all come away from that game thinking we should have won that. Mm. Yeah, you know, even do you remember Harry Kane's best. Harry Kane's free header from the yeah. 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 it normally bury that nine times out of ten. But yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. we come away from a game against probably one of the well, what definitely one of the best, if not the best team in Europe at the moment. It was we, definitely the best team we played oh, this season. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it just shows, doesn't it? A couple of, I mean, when Klopp's gone in there, he's made a couple of good signings and, and suddenly they've, so there's no reason why that can't happen. I mean, we'll You're see. Him, yeah, you never know. I think Hoybier is a massive, massive signing for us. He's been outstanding. Oh, his uh, stats are amazing. Oh, yeah. not Well, yeah, everything he does. I mean, not just his stats. I mean, the stuff he does off the ball, like like he's, like Ben said, he's helping the centre-halves out. He's, he's winning, he's breaking up play. Uh, but if we can just add a couple, I'd say, I mean, I don't know, what do we need? But if we could just add a couple more players, it could only be one or two that could push us onto that level. Uh, I think we're that close, but we, we're that close, but still far away. As it stands, it's a weird one. I think, uh, for me, the thing that really stands out in looking at the season is, if we're going to be successful, you look at the, the fixtures that we're going to have to, to, to have. Yeah. By the end of the season, I think yeah. I think I read it was like thirty-seven or forty-seven more fixtures. If we want to win the cups, now we we need some of these squad players up and running, really, don't we? We need Gareth Bale performing. We need, um, I guess, Lamella back from injury. I know he's always injured, but I think we need that full yeah. squad because I think for me, he's relying on the same people too much. Um, yeah, yeah. And I think that was evident during the European games where he put players in they'd had maybe crap halves and he'd just take them off people like Ali Ali I just think he's Jose Mourinho you can just see if he trusts a player he plays him and if he if you've let him down in any ways you just you don't get a sniff until until he start performing it's It's interesting you should say because I don't know if anyone else has seen but he's come out and said Gio's injured for quite a few weeks no, he said he won't. You can't see him playing in the near future because of an injury. hamstring injury, though. The last game he played. That's like a yeah. Hamstring strain. Apparently, um, but I don't know if that's that's Jose doing it again, trying to you know if Delhi does go to PSG, mm. if we do see that happening, is that Jose trying to say, let's get some players in this window? Maybe, maybe <laughs> with the fixture pile up in mind. We've been linked with um, in the last few days. We've been linked with Perisic from Inter. I yeah, what you guys think of that. And I saw we're linked with Sabitzer as well, aren't we? From Leipzig. We, apparently, we've admired Sabitzer for a while. We've yeah. yeah, we've been keeping an eye on him for quite a while. And and to be fair, when we played, um, it's RB Leipzig. Is that? Uh, yeah, when yeah. We played, when we played them, he he did look like one of their. He was. Yeah. Every time I've seen him, every time I've seen him, he looks. Absolutely yeah, brilliant for me. I like him, yeah. I think he'd do something for us, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's worth pointing out on this as well, Matt, that when I mean, we're discussing the Marine game, by the time this, this goes live, we would have played that. So yeah. I, I still, I'd like to see Carlos get, get a full 90 minutes mm, up front. Yep. Uh, yeah. to, and I'd like to see him, as you say, be around the first team more as well, as a plan B. So if something's not working, it's, I mean, he's not in the Laurent. He's not in the Lorente mode, but it's a different sort of approach. Have him at the front of the three. Harry Kane drops back a lot now, more than he ever has. 
So you, you, you could, there's no reason why you couldn't have them two and shake it up a bit. Yeah. But yeah, these fringe players, I mean, this Dane Scarlett looks good, the young kid. Uh, I want to see him play against Marine. Yeah. Uh, he looks good in Europe, doesn't he? He did, yeah. I mean, he's only young, but th- these are the games what, I mean, going away to a tough place like that, these give you that grounding. And if you can, if you can, when your teams are trying to kick 10 bells out of you, which I'd imagine Marine are going to try and stifle us rather than play their own football. Uh, if, if it can look good coming out of that, then yeah, why not? But it's, uh, but yeah, as as much as I'm worried about the Marine game, I'm just the space fan. We should go there and put five, six past them. Let's be honest. Uh, we we obviously we're levels above, uh, and hopefully when this goes out, we're, we're looking back on a the fourth round tie against well against whoever, but uh, <laughs> still in the cup. Man United. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'd, the way we've got It'll be a League Two team or some of the weirdest cup <laughs> draws are going for us. So just going, so we'll just re, uh, we'll just finish on the on the semi final. Then, do you, uh, what, what do you think the chances are? I think um, you you mentioned earlier, Scott, about Man City would beat them already. What are our chances against Man City? I was fingers crossed for me it was Man United because I think I think I don't think they're nowhere near as good as Man City going forward. Um, and Man City is starting to look good now, as you said, Pete. The, the defense is looking solid. Another still without Aguero. Um, but again, another team that when the player does, that seemed like there was relentless. Um, I know we we won two 0 and it was I think that was a great result. I think Man City are a great team. It's, it's going to come down to the day, isn't it? And obviously we've got so many fixtures, both teams coming up to that. How do you think that's going to play a part with the uh, the final? I think yeah, we've. Um, oh, go on, Scott. Oh, sorry, just a quick one for me. Uh, a year or two ago, and you mentioned there about all the different cups both teams are in. Man City have always had a lot bigger squad than us, whereas now I'm, I'm tempted to think it's a way around. I mean, you look at Man, Man City now, if they lose any of their top players like your De Bruyne or someone like that, you look at their, their squad now, it's nowhere near what it was. So yeah, their first team, I mean, don't get me wrong, they're outstanding, but any sort of injuries leading up... Uh, it could be a big benefit to us. And if we get any, I'd like to think we've got players who can come in. But um, as I said, as I said not long ago, Man City, they haven't beat us in the last six games. And I know they're a top side, but that starts getting in your head, I think. And it starts giving our lads the confidence. Like, well, do you know, we're now to beat these. We've got nothing to fear. They're a great side, but why fear them? They haven't beat us in six. So I can't see why we can't go there. And playing the same way we did recently, Give them most of the ball and just hit them on the brick. I think for me, one of the big things is, for, for me, the, way, the the reason why I worry about games like that is because I think as a Spurs fan, we are starved of success. And I think we want it so much more than Man City fans want this because yeah. they, they've had it the last, these are the last four or five years, they've won it three or four times. Or, so to oh, them, oh, the last... I don't think it means a big deal. To us, I think it means the world. I think yeah. it's the last seven years they've won it five times. Bad, and that's that's ridiculous. And, yeah. and it, this this is what I mean. I, just what I was going to say, um, similar to what Scott's saying. You know, we've we've in the last six game we've beat them, or we've we've oh. got past them in the, in, a, in a competition. Um, yeah. So the, the mentality is there that you know, if out of the two, out of Man United and Man City, I wanted Man City in the final because I thought you know, it's, but then looking at their stats in the League Cup finals. 
you know, they're going to think, well, we've done this. We know how to do this, you know, and that might play a bit on our, uh, our players' mentality as well. Like, oh, Man City have won it quite a few times now. They know what they're doing. All right, yeah, we've beaten them quite a lot, but are we going to be able to get past this one? So it's, it, I think it all it, it, it all depends on the games that we've got leading up to it. I think if we go in a bit on if Man City start, you know, they're starting to find the form in the league at the moment. But if they maybe have a bit of a drop beforehand, I think that'll maybe play into play into our hands a little bit. Um, but again, it, it's a it's a cup final. I mean, Jose's a, a master at one-off games. Mm. He knows how to set up for one-off games. He knows how to win one-off games. Um, so there's just so many, so many different bits you know flying around surrounding that game it's it's going to be a, it's not going to be a disappointing one like the Champions League final I don't think no. I think the fact we've got Jose is a big part of it mm. with him with his record in finals I think he's only lost is it one in six wow that is something like that so it's just like well um, another thing I think with Man City like some teams We've always had a bit of an inferiority complex. Mm. And I think we've managed to kick that with them somehow. I don't know what's done it, but I think it's shown over the past few seasons we've sort of sort of kicked them into touch. Yeah. And I think to be challenging on all fronts, we need to figure out how to do that to every team. Yeah. It's just yeah. nip, nip like Liverpool game, then like four or five chances we had. Just yeah. I think it just crept in. I think to to say though that in the space of a year we are where we are under Jose. I mean, it's quite remarkable, really, because as, yeah. as Jose Mourinho said before, Klopp's had four or five seasons to get where they are. So to be where we are, you know, the, the season might end up where we've won nothing and we don't even reach Champions League. But you can clearly see we're a lot better than we was last season. Definitely, How oh, yeah. definitely, hands down. We've we've improved our squad. We've we've brought in a, a decent bunch of players. Um, in the summer window, um, as much as some of them players aren't getting aren't getting picked, um, but they've still they've still helped the, the current squad that was already there. I mean, look at Aurier; that is a prime example. You know, Doty comes in and he just ups his game. I mean, apart from apart from that um, mistake against uh, who was it against now? Oh, it was Wolves, wasn't it? Wolves oh, half time. Yeah. Yeah, where he gave away the penalty. Apart, yeah. apart from that mistake, I mean, I haven't seen him make a mistake so far this season. I don't think. No, you know, I, I a, was really impressed. Character. Yeah, it's well, kind of weird good. though the way I, mean, I was. I absolutely hated Aurier as a player. I hated him. He was, <laughs> he was such. I thought he was such a donkey. I think he's been brilliant this year, but I've been so underwhelmed with the with um, Doherty. Yeah, yeah. I think he's been. I think he's terrible. Yeah, I think at Wolves he was playing slightly different. He was playing more as a wing back, so he was he was having to do less defensively. I think because he had three centre halves, so he's played a different role slightly. But as you say, I, I was expecting a lot more from him. Uh, I mean, he had did he have the most assists last season? Even more than yes, Trent Alexander Arnold, sixteen or something in two seasons. He had like sixteen yeah. assists. Yeah, so it's, 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 so going forward, he's got a great game. So. So that just makes me think, well, is this role he's playing for us? Is he having to defend more? Well, he is, because the full team are. So are we, as much as he's maybe not as kicked on as we wanted, is it our game plan that's possibly stifling 
his strengths. You know, there's, there's, there's different things to look at. It. Yeah, I think it goes uh, under sun quite a lot, how different it is playing in a five to a four. Mm. Yeah, Sorry. I do, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think it, it's probably a bit of, it's a bit unreasonable to, you know, he's only been there, what, five, six months. So I think it'd be out of order to, to rule his spare's career out. He was at work yeah. for a long time as well. So there's that yeah. kind of familiarity. But I mean, when he came in, he seemed to be getting on with everyone really well. I think he, he formed like best mates with Bill, didn't he? You always saw him at training. Yeah. Like, yeah. So hopefully he'll come good. Yeah. yeah I sure. mean, I don't, I don't think out of our summer signs, there's anybody that I would say that, oh, you know that I would completely rubbish off um, at all. I think we we did absolutely fantastic. I mean, even down to I know I know it got a lot of well, I know it got a lot of uh, stick at the time. But Joe Hart, I think that's another player that's you know has gone a little bit under the radar. I mean, it, it really helps out our uh, homegrown talent um, side of things and and yeah. uh, on that side of things. Um, every game he's played in Europa League, we've won. He's done all right. He's as a as a backup goalkeeper. He's still got the experience. He knows how to win trophies. You know, he was he was England's number one for you know however many years it was. So he's he's a good backup uh, keeper. Um, but I, I'd say that that was probably the one signing that everybody sort of looked at and went, "Oh, that's terrible." I don't understand that because I think he's everything you'd want in a number two and, and probably more because of his experience. Yeah, and it didn't cost out, did he? Yeah, it's nothing. And, and I think he's on about 20 grand, isn't he? Yeah. He's not on a lot in wages. He's, well, he's on, so. I think it's on like half of Vaughan's wages. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> anyway, so let's move on to, uh, we'll, we'll briefly talk about the Marine game then tomorrow. Um, it is the FA Cup um, third round. Um, we we kind of spoke a, a little bit earlier. We, we all thought that we're going to get beat at some point. Um, what Realistically, what team do you think we're going to put putting out there? Because I think, um, as you said, Scott, there's, there's lots of fringe players that I think should be getting game time now. Yeah. I mean, as, as I said, for me, I'm, for me, it's Carlos I want to see most. I want to see him 90 minutes, see what he can do. I mean, we've seen bits of him in the Europa League and bits of him here and there off the bench. But I want to see him have a good 90 minutes, uh, see, see what he can do, because uh, you want him to be, You want, if anything happens to Kane, you want Carlos to be ready to go. Uh, you don't want Jose to look and go, oh, well, he hasn't played much, he's not fit, we'll, we'll maybe just leave him. You want a ready-made striker there. So he's the one for me. And, and as well as possibly Dane Scarlett, he looks really exciting as a young kid. But they're the two I'd, I'd like to see, and possibly Joe Rodan as well, rather than just Sanchez all the time, honestly. They're, they're the three. Out of the fringe players I'd like to see play against Marine. Personally, um, I sort of I, I want us to play our first team, um, and not as a no disrespect to our to our uh, to our fringe <laughs> players or anything like that because I want them to get game time. I want them, uh, you know, I want all of our players to be firing on all cylinders. But I think. The FA Cup's one of them cups where now it's taken a bit of a bashing, you know what I mean? It's People don't take it as seriously as they once did. Um, and the, I mean, the fact that the fans aren't going to be there then as well, but Marina are never going to play or are very unlikely to play against a top club again for a long time anyway, unless they go on another decent cup run. 
Um, so just the experience for their players of playing against top class opponents, you know, in the likes of Son and Kane and Hoybier out there and and Belay and stuff like that, you know, I, I I would want them to be played, but even if it's only for the first half, and then maybe get a few of our changes in and get a few of the, you know, the uh, the fringe players out then, but just to show them a little bit of respect and say, look, you know, this is this is a this is a possibly a once in a lifetime opportunity for you guys. We're gonna make it a decent one for you and thrash you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that'd be nice. I'd, I'd probably sit halfway in, in the middle of that because for me, it's starting to get to the game ratio. Of, you know, when Harry Kane usually gets a an ankle roll or something, mm. and if we lost him through a, a, an FA Cup game against Marina, I, I think fans would just go absolutely mental. At, you know, I don't want to see him or Son anywhere near that bubbly yeah. pitch. No. <laughs> neither, neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I do take your point. I think we need people like maybe Davis in there and. And I think Roden would be great to play. Um, maybe someone like Sissoko in the middle with Winks, or maybe you know three. With I think even Alfie Devan or someone like that might be good. I think he should be Love a to see him start. I think if Bale started, I'd, I'd feel quite happy with that because I think he needs minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. I'm, I'm with I'm with you, Scott. I want to see Vinicius play, and I want to I want to see Lucas Moura do something as well. It just doesn't seem to do much but run around. <laughs> Apart I think Lucas Morris' work rate is absolutely astonishing. It I think if, really if good, you yeah. watch him, he does he does run around. Yeah, it, it, some, <laughs> it's a little bit like Lamella. He's like a dog with a, a ball in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's chase the ball, chase the ball, chase the ball. I think that that fits in, and I think this is why he gets played quite a lot by Mourinho. Is it fits into what Mourinho wants? He wants that defensiveness, and because he's he's good in the air. He can, really you know, good, nine yeah. times out of ten, yeah. he will get that, you know, that long ball from Larice or Hart. Um, you know, he's he's tenacious. He'll he'll run people down, but he like you know he's a wide winger, and we don't we're not really playing that sort of style of football now. Um, so he's used more in a defensive role. So I think he's not going to do anything. That's my personal opinion on Mora. I think he, thanks for the heroics, but I don't think he fits our team at the moment. Would you, uh, would, you would you sell him if a decent offer came in? Yeah. If a decent offer came what in, we'd be looking at for a decent offer. Do you think the ballpark figure of? I mean, how much would we spend on him? Twenty mil, something like that. I'd say around thirty mil. Twenty-two yeah. mil, I think he was. I think for me, I, I don't think we'd get thirty mil from because I don't think his outputs as. I mean, his assists are so low. His goals are so low. I, I think. I think I'm the same with you, Pete. I think he's brilliant at being that like like little rat who just rats around the pitch <laughs> for 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. When you think about it, he'd be perfect in midfield, but it's just like possession dies as soon as he gets the ball. And that's what <laughs> frustrates me about Moore. He's, he gives the ball away so many times, yeah. but he's perfect at winning and, and, and chasing the ball. He's so much better at doing that than Son is, because Son will do the chasing all day long. But if you look at his actual ratio of winning the ball to chasing down, it's not good. And and, and and rightly so, he's an attacking midfielder, so he shouldn't be judged on that. But I think Mora, when he does that role for Mourinho, I think he's really, really good. However, mm. you want more than that from that position, don't you? You want goals and assists. I mean, at minimum, you want assists, don't you? Yeah. You know, you, you want you want a good a good number of assists a season as well. You know, you want ten assists a season. 
from that from that position and a few goals to go along with it. So um that's that's the one thing that we we used to struggle with and it seems like we're dipping back into as well though, is it used to just be Kane Kane had score or Ali would get a few here and there. Ericsson might put a few in and that was it. We never really had anybody, you know, our goal distribution against uh, amongst the squad was quite was quite low. And now it's sort of gone back to that. It's, Kane, it's the Kane and Son show, which I don't, don't get me wrong, them two are fantastic. But I'd love to see a few more goals coming from from other players as well. You know, whoa, like your Lacelsos, your Lamellas, your... You know, what about Moussa Sissoko? He's starting banging him in. Well, <laughs> one. Play him up front against Marine. The scores when he wants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've had yeah. enough of our rambling on. Let's see what our members think, yeah? Yeah, let's do it. Right, who should we start with, Pete? Ben, what we got? Um, I'll go if I, you want, Pete. Yeah, if you go first then, Ben. Right, man. So that's the, the Twitter ones, yeah? Yes. So, first one's up from our own Andy. Uh, Andy, Andy O'Donnell. Right, Andy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what or who attracted you to sporting spares? Ah, good question. Oh, that's easy for me. Straight away, one word. Gather. Simple as Gaza. that. First game I ever watched on TV, the 91... Cup semi-final. Ben and Peter probably two of you. Uh, when when Gaza pinged that 35-yard free kick past David Seaman, uh, and that was it. I, I love Gaza. So I I had shirts from Rangers and Lazio, Middlesbrough, everywhere. When I was obsessed with him, but that was me. Tottenham. Simple as that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm more or less the same as you. Really, what got me into Spurs was the colours, the kit. I just that Hummel kit, that '89. With the little diamond oh, yeah. on the collar, nice. um, I don't know why, but I, everyone supported Villa or Man United at school or Liverpool even, and I just, as I said, the kit. And then I found out um, Gaza and Lineker played for him, and it was like Jesus, you know. And then we had the <laughs> we had the World Cup in Italian, auntie, and then, yeah, and then the the FA Cup. So it was like the glory years for me, supporting Spurs, and then it all kind of just went to shit <laughs> during the nasty. <laughs> <laughs> I was, still, I was still as equally um, into spares even during like the Francis era and the, you know, all that dross that was mid 90s and. Christine Gross. And I tell you what, can I just quickly add, um, you know, a lot of people are saying about this Jose Mourinho style playing of, you know, do we scrap this dare to do? If any, if any spares fans remember the Nancys, it was absolute dross. So we, we haven't always played. That attacking football. We had people like Dean Austin and Steve Sedgley and you know all these and Clive Wilson and and all these Andy Sintons, all these crap players in the nineties. We was terrible. Yeah, I mean even more recently as well. You look at the Villa, Andre Villas Boas era where Gareth Bale just car- yeah. carried us through that. We we were shite. Yeah. Sorry, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, sorry, we, we was we was poor nearly, for nearly all of those games. We just relied on Bale to drag us out of a thirty-yard minute thirty-yard scream in the last minute. Uh, so yeah, even recently, I think as the older Spurs fans, uh, we've been as you say for nineties for the nineties at ten full ten years, even the early two thousands right up until sort of Harry Redknapp, possibly Martin Yol started to change it. We had all them years where I was happy just finishing tenth and beating Arsenal. That was our aim. You look uh, at you look at some of the players under George Graham. Jesus, I mean, yeah. like Willem Corston, Tariq, and, <laughs> uh, and all these. There weren't good players, was they? No, it was, it was a tough, tough time. We're a lot better when when we was then. Pete, yeah. when did you start sporting Spurs and what and why? Well, I, I'm. Um... 
some people would call blessed. I come from a spare supporting family, so I've been a spare wow. fan uh, nice. from from birth, pretty much. Um, as a kid, love spares. I mean, my my favourite players. Uh, I mean, my biggest my biggest sort of like um, spares player that I, I, I absolutely fell in love with and adored was um, David Ginola. Absolutely loved him when I was a kid. Now um, I've got a hairdo as well. Yeah, that's, yeah. No, well, this is my bail now. You see. Ah, right. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I sort of, I, I sort of fell out of love with football in general uh, for a bit, and then um, it was the World Cup in Brazil. I I just flicked it on, started watching football, fell back in back in love with Spurs, and then uh, yeah, it's all all sort of gone from there a bit more. I've always I've always followed Spurs. I've always you know. Not not necessarily watch the games religiously when I was going through that patch of not really loving football, but you know, it's, I've always been a Spurs fan. Uh, but yeah, David Ginola or Teddy Sheringham actually is another one. Mm. Uh, what about you, Ben? When did you start? To similar to Pete, to be fair. Um, everyone on my mum's side are just Tottenham through and through, and I just sort of picked it up from there. It must have been about six when I started getting into football. Um, and just just watching like Crouch, Defoe, you know, Kane in the Berbatov days. But you are a lot younger than us, then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just um, don't know. It just hooked me. Where did and the then, um, Where did the Spurs family thing come from? Then you got any family no idea. there? Or no, still no idea. It's just <laughs> stuck. Uh, just from being little, I used to go with my cousins. Um, that was it. Just it's, it's just carried on. A good thing about supporting a football club, you, most of the time you don't really know where it comes from. No, you know, a lot of people who support football teams because they're successful and stuff. But equally, there's people who support crappy teams who, who you'd never associate why. So, okay, nice one. Uh, have we got a next question then, Ben? Let's have a look. So this is from FC Spare on Twitter, and it is top three Premier League Spares players of all time. Oh, God, great. <laughs> Premier League, so not first division, it has to be Premier League era. Premier League era. Well, number one for me, Ledley King, 100%. The King. Uh, he, he could have been, well, he already was, but imagine how good he was without injuries. Jesus. He was oh, just man, yeah. Some player, that guy. And you can see the effect he's having on us now as well. Uh, I'll have to, I'll pass it on to the others while I think of some of players. <laughs> For me, Bale's got to be in there. Oh, yeah, of course, Bill. Got Bill. <laughs> uh, it's I'm so gonna throw hard. It is so hard. hard. I mean, I'm going to throw Dembele in the mix. Oh, great oh. shot. Oh, oh, great. Best, best midfielder we've had on the ball. Yeah. yeah. I disagree. I think Modric was better. Oh, Modric as well. Oh, God, we've had I some think... good players, haven't we? <laughs> amazing. I think with Modric, you could do, what, do more with the ball, but just keeping hold of it and driving... Yeah, well, I think I've he was the a... best of all time, wasn't he, Dembele? The only thing I'd go against yeah. that is I think Modric had more of an end product than Dembele. Yeah, completely agree. Yeah, I did, yeah. But yeah, Dembele, what a play. And we, we struggled for years to replace him, didn't we? So that, that says... I think that's what... We, I don't even think we have. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, there's some good players there, isn't there? I mean... Honourable mentions to Van der Vaart and Robbie Keane, oh, I love yeah. him. The, 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 uh, I think you could, you could name... 25-man squad easily and yeah. you look at that squad and think, man, that is an amazing squad. Yeah, 
Maybe not left and right backs so much, but yeah, um, yeah, true. Yeah, I think uh, it's too difficult for me to distill it to three. Definitely, it's too many. Yeah, that was that was from FC Spare. I think that's um, is it Mark Holt? Oh right, yeah. Well, it's a, it's, it's a Holt. great it's a great question, but probably one we, we can't do in about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, let's the old White Hart next time we're in. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's not a bad. Bad. I think I did it actually about a year ago on, on the Facebook group. We we went through every position to pick out our our group's best eleven, yeah. uh, and it actually threw up some really good good names. Uh, I'll have to dig that out and look at it for next time. Uh, but yeah, good question. I'm still thinking about that. I just, I just yeah. Know, <laughs> I mean, we haven't even mentioned Kane or Son. No, no we haven't mentioned Kane or Son. How can they not be in the best? Oh yeah, you know? good point. Yeah, yeah. We'll quickly move on then, Ben. Yeah. Yeah. Be um, <laughs> let's have a look. Right, this was an interesting one. I got uh, DM to me on Twitter, okay. um, but I think it was someone from outside of the All Spares group. But it's something we do discuss quite often. Right. Um, why can't some Spurs fans just let go of Poch? Cool, that's controversial. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Yeah. I I I've got to get that I one can, on here. If I can start off straight away, I think initially it's because he, he only left, what, a year ago? Yeah. And I think yeah. it's still kind of, it's still etched in people's memory. I think a couple of seasons down the line, I think it'll soften a bit, but he did so much for, for, yeah. for bringing that club to where it is now, that um, I, I don't think anyone will ever forget the job he's done. No, not a chance. I'm going to be really controversial here. <laughs> this is what we're It's not like you, Pete. Yeah, no. Um, Poch, I love the man. I love what he did for our club. But I also think in some respects he's ruined our club. Ooh, wow. Wow, big call. If, if you look, yeah, well, I mean, if you look at our, if you look at our youth, uh, our youth setup and our academy. You look at some players. Uh, prime example: um, Cal Walker Peters. He was rated as the you know the top English left back under twenty ones, under nineteens, the whole way through. Better than what you're looking at Wamba Saka and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, he never went out on loan. Poch didn't like our our youth talent going out on loan. Yeah. They didn't get they didn't get game time, and they stagnated. Stagnated, hanging around the the first team, not playing, um, and I think it's it's going to take us a little while to get to get over that. Um, it's we're starting to see a little bit. Obviously, I know he's only been gone a year, but we're starting to see a, a lot more loans happening, and a lot of our youth talent going out on loan and actually really impressing. Um, I mean, look at Oliver Skip, uh, yeah. gone to Norwich. They, they absolutely love him there. Um, yeah, I, it, you know, he's he's very much um, from from what I've seen and, and heard. He's very much in that sort of Hoybier role as well. Uh, you know, like a midfield marshal in there. He's he's he's, he's doing absolutely everything uh, right. Um, you know, even even some of our younger players and stuff that have gone. You know, I can't remember a couple of the names now, but um, you know, we're seeing we're seeing more loan moves. Um, but apart from that, I mean. You know, Poch did great things for us, but he just sort of went a bit sour at the end, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, from yeah, yeah from our point of view, uh, again, I, I think we all it goes without saying we all love what Poch did for us yeah. at the time. I mean, we he's given us some of the, I mean, as I said, Ajax gave some of the best moments of our life, not just in in sport, but in in, in my life. Yeah. Uh, but but I'm not. 
it did gloss over the cracks a lot. Uh, and I mean, in the league, I, I remember being in the White Hart with you guys, and we watched uh, the game against Brighton where we lost three 0 away. And it should have been set, it should have been eight or nine. They were they just absolutely destroyed that, us. That was just after the Bayern Munich game as well. It, yeah, it was. And, yeah. I, I were, and at the time, we, I mean, we went on that mad run of a year where we couldn't win away. Uh, then you looked at the dressing room where someone was it Vertonghen had a black eye, and there's rumours that there's players fighting. There was players not signing contracts because they wanted to get out. So as much as Potts was fantastic and he got us to Champions League far, which I'd have never have thought in my wildest dreams. I'm never, never. Forget him for that, and that's why fans still love him. Uh, but I, I, I said at the time, and I still stand by it, it was right the right time for him to go at that point. I think, I think after the Definitely. Champions League final, there was some really weird things he was coming out with. Yeah, you know, like if, if they'd have won the Champions League, he'd have gone. And I, yeah, I, I that, think, that I think he'd had enough of the regime. I, I don't, I think Lever gets painted a little bit as the bad guy because I think he was offering him players. I think Pochettino was really stubborn in, in, in actually the players he wanted were specific players. Um, I, I just think he'd had enough of the old kind of feeling like the shackles were on him and, and being made to achieve miracles season after season with not a lot of money. And I think also from the player side is, I think they started to get frustrated because it'd been four, five, six years without winning anything. And there's only so much you can drill into players if you're really strict and if you're not seeing results, things can start going sour a bit. Like, well, we're getting yeah. hammered in training every week. We haven't won a trophy yet. You know, and I think that plays in the mind of like, right, I'm not going to, I'm not saying they didn't try as hard, but you start becoming a little bit fed up of doing drills where you're just running and you know what I mean? So yeah, I think it all yeah. bubbled up into some weird kind of, I think the time had, the time had, had come. Yeah, so just just to wrap up on that then, unless anyone's got else to say. Yeah, I'd we could say, have a full podcast just on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but I'd, I'd say I think Spurs fans will always love Poch, always. But yep. I'd like, I think personally, a lot of people have moved on now. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe some haven't. Yeah. Well, yeah, the fact uh, is that PSG now as well. We we, we should move on because he's he's not our manager yeah. anymore. Exactly. I mean, maybe maybe if. Um, if we wasn't having such uh, poor football, if we wasn't playing such poor, not poor yeah. football, but if we wasn't playing such defensive football and we was playing, you know, the Tottenham way, as we discussed earlier, um, people have maybe have forgotten them a little bit quicker as well. Yeah, good yeah. point. Okay, so uh, do we have any questions? Any more questions, Pete? Uh, from Instagram, we've got a couple. Um, so... I've got uh, the first one is from uh, Dan Lawrence, 1986. Uh, he says, he says uh, what's your thoughts on the, De the Deli Alley situation? Do you feel he's been rightly left out of the team squad and do you see him going out in this window? Ben? Uh, well, to be honest, I think we don't see everything that goes on behind the scenes with him. So if he isn't putting everything into it, then yeah, fair enough. You know, you've got to you've got to put it in to get out game time. And I think I think he got away with it a bit under Poch because Poch liked him and he was a he's very much for me a Poch player. Um, and I think because he played so well, he got away with it in training. But now we've got a much more 
seasoned, experienced, and dis- I'd say disciplined manager. He can't get away with it. And I think he's just got... I mean, if that is going on, then he's just got to show it. But yeah. I, I wouldn't like to see him sold. You know, I'd like to see him like start. I'd like to see him start on Sunday. I think for me, the, the real frustrating bit is if he's not putting the effort in still in training after all this time of Mourinho being there and he's complaining about not getting in the team, then I think he's a bit of an idiot. If he doesn't realise yeah. that if you put everything you can do into training, you're going to get chances in the games. Now, he has had chances, so it suggests that he's putting the effort in at certain points, but I think the, the, the clear thing for me is he's just not been good enough. No. Personally, no. what I think, I just don't think he's a good enough player and I think he's living off two excellent seasons when he first came in. And I don't think, I, I personally don't think he's the player everyone thinks he is. I don't think he's as good. No. With him I'm not saying he's not good. I'm not saying no. he's not good. I think he's a brilliant player, but I certainly don't think he's that player that, that came into the Premier League after two My years. issue, when players first come in, my issue always with any player is let's see how they do after the first season, maybe first season and a half, because then teams and other players know what he's like. They get used to him. They get used to playing against him. And I can't help but feel that's sort of happened to Delhi. They know what to expect from him now. Mm. You know, it comes straight up from MK Dons and then first two seasons, he absolutely hit the ground running. You know, new to the league, new to the team, but new to every other team. I will just quickly say, though, I think he wants to play with the best players as well. I think you'd only see the best Deli yeah. Allen if he's playing with Bale, Son, Kane. And, and the chances he's getting, he's not playing with these yeah. exceptional players. And I think that would bring the best out of him. Well, he thrived off the Ericsson crosses and balls from deep in our own half, didn't he? Onto the back post. Yeah. And we ain't got that anymore. So We might have, though, if we bring him back. Maybe. ハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハ
when he had Paul Scholes playing out on the left. And he said, and he said, what? Well, he was he was being criticised at the time when he first did it, and it turned out to be a, a bit of a masterstroke. He said because what it means is he's he's not just running in a straight line; he's getting the ball and coming in on a diagonal. And when teams are setting up in four four twos or things like that, there's these gaps in between the the fullback and the centre half. So the centre half doesn't know whether to come out that far. The, the mm. fullback doesn't know whether to come inside that far. And he said just just sort of coming in on these angles. So I think. Kane and Son sort of alternating between just behind Carlos. Uh, I think it'd give defenders a bit of a nightmare. But uh, the, only, the only thing with that is you do lose a bit of your width. If you t- but then again, I mean, at the moment, we're playing Stevie or Lucas out there. And for me, we're not getting much productivity out of those guys. So why not give it a try? Well, I think that's probably yeah. one of you explaining that then maybe offers the reason why Son's been so successful this season and bending runs that he, he constantly does. Yeah, yeah. It, it confuses the, the full-back and the centre-half into to who's got the man. So, yeah, that makes perfect yeah. sense, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. If it's good enough for Alex Ferguson, then uh, why not? Eh? <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah. Anything else, Pete? Yeah, uh, we've got the um, a question from the only black hat. Um, which is, uh, would anybody actually like to see Christian Eriksen back in a spare shed? No. <laughs> so uh, we sort of touched on it briefly. Yeah, not for me. Not for me. I just think, well, I, again, he's, he's a bit like Delhi, where he had a couple of good years, but then he hadn't really done anything since. Uh, and I'm, I'm a bit worried about going back to the past. I mean, Bill's an exception because he yeah. was that good. Uh, but I just think Ericsson, we've got La Celso in there, you've got Ndombele, it's, it's just getting more congested. He's, as I say, his last couple of years for us, it just wasn't great. No. I, can't, I can't see the appeal myself. But I'd like an Ericsson no. player, but, but not Ericsson himself. Although I'd hate to see him at Arsenal. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I wouldn't want to see any <laughs> of our old players at Arsenal, apart from the crap ones. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's, that's what I was going to say. Um, you know, I'd get an Ericsson-esque player. Yeah. But, you know, seven seasons he spent with us. And then yeah. towards, like like you said, Scott, towards the end, you could see that he just he just wanted something different. Because well, he said that himself. Yeah. I don't think yeah. it's a coincidence that he's done nothing at Inter as well. I think he's... he's mm. I don't know if it's his confidence or what, but he was terrible, wasn't he, the last, the last season for us. He's not even getting played at Inter now, is he? He's just on the bench. I don't uh, think he's not. He's not starting football. regular. I don't think he likes playing football. I don't think he like. If you look at him um, on the uh, the Amazon documentary, what some of the things he was saying, I think he, he sorry, I take it back. I think he enjoys playing football, but he doesn't enjoy the the limelight that comes with it. I mean, you, yeah. going back to what we said about you know at the towards the end of Poch's reign, where Vertonghen had a black eye. I mean. How many rumours were going around that it was Vertonghen and Eriksson's wife and all that sort of stuff, that yeah. things were going on. <laughs> and people starting to slate him and, you know, it was getting a lot more a lot more heat. And that's when he, his game sort of seemed to have died. He sort of, I think he'd he become a really disheartened. I think that's really affected his football. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, won't, I wouldn't want him back in a spare shirt, uh, but I wouldn't want to see him anywhere else in England. Yeah, fair, fair point. Anything else, Pete? 
Yeah, we've got um, two more from Dan Lawrence as well. Um, Go on, Dan. He's, <laughs> so, <laughs> he's, he's really enjoyed it this week. I'm very grateful. Um, he said, if, if we were to make one signing in this window, what area would you strengthen? And also, he's put, how much are we all missing a pint of Veltins in the white hat? <laughs> yeah, honestly. I'd I pay, I pay about 20 quid for a pint of Veltins. <laughs> Only oh, 20 God. quid? Well, they, yeah, I'm bootstrapped for cash. Oh, yeah, mate. Then, then, well, we'll touch on that in a bit, but about the white hat. But, yeah, going back to the, the positions to strengthen. I mean, for me, I said, uh, my, in my opinion, I'm ready for Sanchez to go. I, I think he's had enough chance now. He's, yeah, he's a Colombian. He's a Colombian international footballer, starting defender, but he just looks lost to me. Uh, he's got a mistake in him. I'd like. I think Rodon can step up, but maybe not yet. So I'd like another centre half. Uh, I know Ramos. I've got to- Toby and Di. See Ramos. I think he'd be great just for his experience. I love it. Again, he's a winner. He's a proven winner. His experience. The Jose centre back. Yeah, and he could bring on your likes of your road and for the, for the future. Do you, what do you think the I, chances of that happening? Though? Do you think that's? I think that's just paper talk. Show. Well, I think it is. It, but as you, yeah, sorry, you've got the Jose. He, he got on really well with Jose. He got on really well with Gareth Bale and uh, Sergio is Spanish. Sergio regular on his Spanish teammates as well. So that's there's the link. But then there's also the Pep Guardiola link at Man City over there. So he's rejected yeah, so, his Madrid contract, though, hasn't he? Yeah, he's definitely um, going. Madrid are linked to another centre back to replace him. Yeah, I, I think it's. I'm wrong. I thought that Mourinho and Ramos paid each other. I thought I thought that was proper. No, they didn't. Madrid. Is I'm that, sure that he made it. fell out with Cas- Mourinho. Fell out with Casillas, and I think he made Ramos mm. his cap- Made Ramos the captain after that. So oh, I think right. I think they've got a really good relationship uh, from what I've seen and heard. Anyway, I mean, but as you say, it's all. Paper talk, but for me, uh, a good, good quality centre half now. So we've got Toby and Eric Dyer. I really like them. It's just if one of them gets injured, again, you're asking Rodon to make a big step up, or you're going to Sanchez, who I don't trust. So I'd like another, I'd like another centre half, and possibly someone in that role. If I'd like to try the Carlos thing, which one of the previous questions was, and I've cared and some, but if not. Uh, I think we're weak on that right-hand side. I mean, Stevie Bergwijn, again, he's hard-working. He's had, he scored some import, a couple of important goals, but this season, not so much. Lucas, as we said, he's more of a headless chicken. And Lamella, again, hard-working, but someone with real quality, a real a real final product. Someone like Adama Traore at Wolves, he'd, he'd be nice, but I can't see that. Yeah. He'll be going to Barcelona or something like that, I think. But he hasn't yeah. scored. He hasn't scored for over a year as well, has he? It did. It did last night. Last night. Last night. <laughs> Get him in. Get him in. Just in the nick of time. So that's my opinion. But what about you guys? I I agree. To be honest, I think out of two positions, it's going to be centre back. Yeah. Which I'd lo- I'd just lose my head if Ramos came. I'd lose my head. Yeah. I'd love it. Um. But. You know, being realistic, maybe dipping back in for Skriniar from Milan. I um, don't think he's going to leave. From, no, what no, been, from what he's been saying, it looks like he's happy there. Um, yeah, and he, he's yeah. going to sign a new contract, I think. It would be nice to get him, though. He seems like a very uh, Jose player. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've seen his links. Sorry, go, go on, on, Scott. Now, I was just going to say, going back to what we said about Sabitzer on that, uh, he, he, he looks a really good 
good player and I think we've got we could have a good chance again by he's looking to join the Premier League from what I've heard. Yeah. Uh, so he could be a good option. I'd love it if we got him as well. I've seen the figure. I think it was twenty-two to twenty-five million we can get him for if we wanted to go in for him. That's not a lot now. He's it out, is. He's out of contract. <laughs> no. He's yeah, contract soon. I think he's got is it six months or a year left? I think it's six yeah. months. I think, I think he's got till the summer on a year. Yeah, that's um, probably nice. But where yeah, because a lot of people say that he's a kind of right sided player. I've always seen him play in the middle. I think he'd be a great upgrade on, on Sissoko, to be honest. Yeah, hundred percent. Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> <laughs> We've got guaranteed goals there. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll maybe be controversial now. I, I don't rate Sissoko much. Yeah, I not, not many people do that. I know. No, it's, it's that was a bit tongue in cheek from me. There, I mean, I love, I do love the guy. Probably from a more of a comedic point of view, <laughs> it's quite funny. If the ball goes to him, you're like, oh, don't shoot, don't shoot. Uh, but again, it's a bit similar to what I said. If you really want to push on to be challenging on all fronts, you need that extra bit of quality in there. Yeah. I see what I yeah. see what you're saying. Tisoko, I like the guy. He works hard, but he ain't got that extra bit. What you just need someone like that, Wijnaldum at Liverpool. He's got a bit of everything. That guy. Yeah. He's coming out of contract. Yeah. As well, He'll so. be a free agent. Yeah, I take him all day long. Well, I think yeah. you actually, I think you put the other day in the, in the group that list of players that are out of contract. And there's so many amazing yeah. players. I know some of them are getting on a bit in age, but God, you look at some of them players like Alaba from Bayern. And yeah, you know, the, the problem is trying to get a centre half in this window. I think Liverpool will be doing the same thing as well. Yeah. And I think they maybe pay more in wages, but also I think they desperately need a centre half. I can't see us doing much in this window, to be honest. No. I think if we get one, we'll be lucky. Yeah. Yeah. I do. If we had to sign one, or strengthen in one area, uh, I'm not particularly worried about anywhere else apart from uh, that sort of creative midfield area. I know we've got a few players in there, but I I think we, we really struggle to... We need a really good creative player. Yeah, I agree. Or someone who can pass the ball and keep the ball in possession within the team. I think Winks played great um, against Leeds. And for me, I want him to be that Modric metronome type player. But I just think he's so hit and miss with his passes. And I think I'd I'd get a a midfielder who can do that. I think think we've got that in Undombele. We have. We've got the creativeness, yeah, definitely for sure. He can pick out a pass. No, I agree with Matt there. I like that. And, and Winks, Winks, as you say, he has got that in his game, but it's too it and miss, as you say. Someone like yeah. a Jav- Javi Alonso type will just get the ball down, keep the play moving, uh, and let and just spread it about a bit. Whereas, so you have Hoybier holding up play and doing what he does, and Dombele in there as well, and then just someone doing that role. So yeah. We all agreed that it's Ramos and Modric back then. And then we'll be, yeah, we'll be, yeah. we'll be good to go. Please, please. Let's go get yeah. Razziak back while we're at it, shall we? <laughs> well, move, move on, move on. <laughs> Next <Great>. question. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think we're coming up to time now. Um, Scott, did you want to do some member, some member stuff? Yeah, just, just. Uh, so I hope everyone's enjoyed that chat anyway. But yeah, just as most people, if not all people in our group now, will know, we're now an official 
Spurs supporters group rather than being a part of Yorkshire Spurs, who were great with us and were still on good terms with. But a lot of people might not know exactly what that means, being part of an official supporters group. So I just thought I'd run through some of the benefits just to give people a bit more of an insight. Because at the end of this season, we'll, we'll have to start asking for memberships. You have to be an actual member of the club, uh, of the supporters club. You can't be a member of two. So those who are members of Yorkshire Spurs at the minute, including myself, will have to make the choice. Uh, now, I'm not going to pressure you. That's up to you guys. But I know I'm going to obviously come over to, to Hull Spurs. But again, I think I've spoken to Yorkshire Spurs and you can still get involved in the Facebook stuff and things like that. But some of, the, some of the benefits of our group going forward. So when we start with a welcome sack, uh, welcome pack, sorry, which has been signed by Daniel Levy. It hasn't, hasn't come out yet. You get a welcome uh, sack as well? Because that's. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go for the sack one, please. I think I've still got Santa on my brain. Uh, but yeah, so we'll get a sign leave certificate, which we'll hopefully look to put up in the White Hat. Uh, we've got a direct access to a club liaison officer now, which is brilliant. It's so much easier to do anything. So if anyone has any difficulties getting tickets or they want to know about taking kids down there or disability side of stuff, just let us know. We can ask those questions direct for you. They normally come back quite quick. So that, that's really handy for us. Uh, we get an official supporters club page on the, on the Spares website. Now on that page... We've got pretty much free reign to put what we want. So it could be some some of the kids' stuff in there or something what one of the members is doing for charity or anything like that. We could put that up on, on this page and it gets seen by people around the world. So that's open to everyone. That's not just me and, and the committee doing. Any, anyone, if, if we think it's suitable for the page, we can whack that on there so you can get your name out. Uh, we get access to legends for legends nights. Uh, again, we're, we're open to do at least one of them a season, which would be great. Obviously, in these times, we're not we haven't got any plans, imminent plans anyway, because we just don't know where we're going to be. But going forward, we're going to have access to that, so that's great. Sand merchandise for raffles, stuff like that. But the main thing where everyone's probably interested is match tickets and the group tickets as well. So. Again, I don't know the numbers yet. We don't know when we're going to be allowed fans back in or how many there will. But for, for a lot of the games, if not all of them, I'm not quite sure how that's going to work. But we're going to get group tickets. So uh, you might get eight, for example, all sat together, which would be ideal, really. Uh, have a good day out. We can go down there on a train or a coach. Have a good day out. And those tickets will be spread out evenly and fairly. Again, it's not just going to be the same people all the time. It's going to be uh, tried to be distributed around the group so everyone gets a fair chance. Uh, and yeah, and some of the events the committee have discussed, in, well, actually, which you guys put on the Facebook group when we asked, some great suggestions like your, your stadium tours and your skywalks. Again, we've got access to tickets for those as well. So we could do a day trip. Start. We're looking at doing two a year, maybe one in the spring, one in the autumn. Uh, we'll get a coach down there. We'll take take so many to do the, st the tour and the skywalk, or just one if you don't want to. If you're a bit scared of heights, uh, <laughs> but yeah. Also, we're looking at some charity events for nominated charities, which we've been discussing, but we'll finalise that. And the five-a-side team. I think it was Luke Luke William who suggested that. 
Again, five-a-side team, we've got a lot of interest, but we can't do it yet. But going forward, just so you know, there's a lot going on behind the scenes. scenes. There's a lot of benefits to signing up with us. Uh, we've been an official member of the club. So I just wanted to, to hopefully that'll uh, help people see a bit more what they get when they do sign up. Uh, but again, that'll be nearer the time at the end of the season. Uh, and just before we go, I uh, just wanted to give a quick update on the predictions league. Uh, right there, it's actually on here. Well, that's that's actually we started off as just a bit of fun, but it's uh, it started to to be quite popular. Uh, not so much with people like Kirsty Lee and Lauren Medcalf, who don't seem to want <laughs> don't seem to want to get involved for some reason. Uh, don't seem to like, <laughs> like getting points. But no, I mean, Steve Case is flying at the minute. He's on six points. Dan Lawrence has come from nowhere. He's on five, so he's one behind. And then you've got Andy O'Donnell, Simon Winter on four. So there's only two points between those. And we've got a few on three, a few on two, and then quite a lot on one. Uh, we will be giving the prize out. We haven't decided the prize just yet, but there will be a prize for the winners. So it's just worth having a go. Bit of fun. Uh, and yeah, and hopefully everyone's enjoying it. But yeah, that's pretty much it from a group point of view. Great stuff. Well, I think we'll wrap it up there then. So um, predictions for tomorrow's games then, boys? Tomorrow being Marine, again, as I say, this is going out later. I'm going to say a 5-0 win to us. I'm still worried, but I'm going to say a 5-0 win. If, if anybody's been uh, keeping an eye on the Prediction League, uh, they'll, they'll know my, they'll know my, uh, my score predictions are very over the top. <laughs> um, but I never, I never put us down to have a clean sheet. So I'm, I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with probably six one, six one spares against Marine. Six one. Nice. Ready? I'm gonna say five nil. Ah, oh, copy, copy off me. <laughs> well, I was gonna say five nil too, but so I'll go oh. four. I'll go, I'll go four nil, four nil spares. Yeah, brilliant. Okay, so. Well, Thanks a lot, everyone, for joining us. Yeah, this has been the first episode of the podcast. Um, We're going to be doing one of these. I don't think it's clockwork every month or every week or anything, so we'll we'll see you on the next one. We'll get some feedback as well, guys. If there's anything you're adding or things you don't like, or just just give us some feedback. Go go a bit easy on us, being the first one. uh, (laughs) Don't be too mean. Yeah, and hopefully we can can have these chats in way out as well with the Viltons in the not-too-distant future. Right, thanks again, fellas. Thanks for joining us. Come on, you spares. Yeah, come on, you spares. Come on, you spares.